Mist Folklore Radio, read by Atris. I realized the moment I fell into the fissure, my power book would only last a few more seconds. It went dark as I fell into that starry expanse of which I had only a fleeting glimpse. I have tried to speculate where I left my charger. I must admit, however, such conjecture is futile. Still, the question of whose hands might someday recharge my power book are unsettling to me. I know that... Yeah, Atris? Yes? I think you're in the wrong booth. Didn't you book Studio 2C for April 1st? This is Studio 2E. Oh, yes. Yes, I see now. Has your voice always sounded like that? I can't help it. I swallowed a Radio Shack echo unit when I was a baby. I see. I always wondered. <clears throat> we now return you to Mac Folklore Radio. Mac Folklore Radio, read by Derek. Conspicuous Consumer by Deborah Branscombe. Macworld, April 1990. There no angels. A prison Macintosh user group gives as good as it gets. A couple of years ago, a man named Charlie needed information. He was taking college courses that gave him access to a Macintosh, but not much else. He had outdated programs, no manuals, and no teachers to talk to directly. So he checked Macworld's 1988 user group directory and wrote to several mugs asking for help. The Worcester, Massachusetts Mac user group was the only organization to respond, but it did more than simply write back. In February of 1989, volunteers began meeting monthly with Charlie and his friends, kicking off the Bad Apples, a special interest group for inmates of the Massachusetts Corrections Institution, Lancaster Pre-Release Facility. We went there thinking we would be teaching them everything from soup to nuts, says Ted Verdun, who was a regular at Bad Apple special interest group meetings. We found out that the group was fairly knowledgeable. Since then, a couple of them have bought their own Macintosh machines, and they're doing quite well. Like Charlie, who asked that we use his first name, several prisoners at Lancaster became interested in the Macintosh because of courses they were taking. They received assignments from college teachers via modem and sent their work back the same way. The students wanted information about the Mac, but had no easy way to get it. We decided that since these guys couldn't get to our meetings, we would get a volunteer to go visit them once a month, says David Peller, WMUG Executive Director. They always have questions for us, lots and lots of questions. We got them a set of manuals, donated a copy of the Macintosh Bible, and let them copy a set of public domain software. They've been doing great. The Bad Apples have all the problems of a typical user group. Maintaining membership is one, as people leave the program for parole. We've had as many as ten people in the group. Now it's down to four, says Verdun. Charlie says the group is trying to rebuild by appealing to the college students at the prison. Another familiar problem is technical support. Charlie, who practices what he calls bed-top publishing in his six-by-nine-foot room, writes a column for Ramblings, capital R-A-M, the WMUG newsletter. In the September issue, he described problems with a printer. I must rewire everything from scratch every time I go to press. With switches being located in awkward, out-of-the-way places, 
I leave them on and use the cord as the on-off mechanism. The result was that I fried the circuit board. The next morning I spent a solid half hour of consecutive dialing to reach the technical service 1-800 number in New Jersey and got nothing but a busy signal. I made several attempts on three or four occasions during the day and finally made a call to the store where it was purchased. The clerk said he couldn't tell what was wrong over the phone and told me to bring it in. Yeah, sure, I'll just hop into the warden's cruiser, turn on the blue lights and zip into Worcester with my printer tied on the luggage rack. It's interesting to see how hungry for information these guys are, says Peller. They wait all month for us to get there and can't thank us enough for coming. And since they've been up there, they're starting to make money with the Mac. Despite the headaches of being a Mac fan in prison, Charlie has become a whiz at Microsoft Word 4.0, HyperCard, and Excel, and can contribute expertise to WMUG in several areas. The Worcester Macintosh Users Group has been sending people over every month, says Charlie. We, in turn, have been able to teach them what we've learned. One former member, now on parole, developed real estate management software while in prison. He is now preparing to buy a Macintosh and use the software in his business. Charlie hopes to develop a specialty in custom spreadsheets for small businesses, work he is beginning now and can carry with him when he leaves Lancaster. Charlie agrees that the Worcester Group has helped him in many ways, but clearly WMUG has also benefited. It backfired on us, says Verdun with good humor. We thought we'd be giving, 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 and now the students have excelled their teachers. They are helping me now. The Bad Apples is a success story that illustrates a user group at its best. Charlie needed help with his Macintosh. He got it, and now he is helping others. Mist Folklore Radio, read by Atris. I realized the moment I fell into the fissure that the book would not be destroyed as I had planned. It continued falling into that starry expanse of which I had only a fleeting glimpse. I have tried to speculate where it might have landed. I must admit, however, such conjecture is futile. Still, the question about whose hands might one day hold my mist book are unsettling to me. I know my apprehensions might never be allayed. And so I close, realizing that perhaps the ending has not yet been written. Ah!